Well, hi there. Welcome to In the Clinic with Camille. My name is Camille Freeman. I am a licensed nutritionist and registered herbalist. And in this podcast, I share little tips and tidbits that may be helpful for other practitioners. Today, I want to talk to you about something that comes up pretty often in the mentoring work that I do. This is something I hear a lot about from people who are newer to clinical practice, although it can show up at any stage of running a practice. And that is this idea that if I have a health condition or concern or issue that I haven't really been able to heal or overcome or handle or deal with myself, I don't really feel qualified to help somebody else who has that same thing. So you can insert any kind of health condition here. I've had this people come up with this around mental health types of things. I've had people say this around, uh, you know, IBS or digestive conditions, whatever it is, and saying like, uh, I don't, you know, I'm not fully recovered from this. I haven't figured out a way to feel like I've got this under control, like I'm living sustainably with this condition. I'm in no position to help somebody else who has this thing. So I, you know, I probably just shouldn't do that. I should refer them out or what have you. So I want to talk about this a little bit. One of the things I want to say at the very beginning here is that I'm glad you're asking this question. I think it's a hallmark of ethical practitioners to do that self-reflection, to step back and think, is it ethical for me to work with people? That means that you're thinking carefully and keeping the best interest of your client in heart. And I love that. I love that you are so concerned about this. I think it's an important conversation to have. So I'm not saying that you should think this and you should just suppress it and be like, oh, okay, well, you know, never mind that. I'm just going to forge ahead. That's not the message here. What I am saying, though, is that I want you to think carefully about your assumptions about the work that you do. One of the things I think we can agree on is that you don't personally need to have experienced something in order to help somebody else with that situation, right? So I'm happy to help people who have GERD, even though that's not something I personally experience. I still think that I have a lot of useful experience, tips, and suggestions that perhaps would be really helpful to somebody who was going through that. All right, so if we take that assumption that you aren't going to have ex experienced personally everything that all of your clients have, and you can still be an effective resource and practitioner for people. If you take that and then you say, oh, okay, so my personal experience does not necessarily directly reflect my ability to be a good practitioner. I think you'll see that <laughs> you can apply that to your own personal health challenges. Now, if your health challenges or whatever else is going on for you is preventing you from being fully present from your clients, if it's something that you need to step back from your clinical practice and handle, of course, that is a different situation. That's not what I'm talking about here. What I'm talking about here is people who are looking to you for help for something that is within your scope, that you are trained, that you have the background and so forth, that you can support somebody with this. And your concern is just, oh, what about my own struggles with this? And, you know, I don't feel right about doing it. All right. So to that, there are a few things I would like to say. One of them is that having personally experienced something, even if you haven't figured out a resolution or a cure or you're not healed or whatever you want to say, that personal experience does give you a particular type of understanding that you can use to enhance your clinical work. 
of course there are boundaries. Of course we have to watch out for projection and all that type of thing. But we, I do think that when you, when you know the ins and the outs of something, you know better questions to ask. You may have better resources to refer people to. You may be able to guide them a little bit more clearly about what's coming up and the pathway. Even if you're a little bit further down the path than they are, that can be a valuable part of the practitioner team. So I wanted to throw that in there. <clears throat> Pardon me. But the other thing I wanted to throw in here is I want you to think about your assumptions about what your work is as a practitioner. Okay, so if you think the point of somebody coming to work with you is for them to get fully healed, to get fully better, to feel like their whatever it is, is gone or managed or whatever else. I want you to just sit with that and think about that. Would that be nice? Yes. Is that what you're offering? I think you'll find that the work that you're offering is not that necessarily. Is it great if some people have resolution of symptoms or diseases, conditions, things like that? Of course. Is that going to happen sometimes? Yes. Is that going to happen all of the time? No, it's not. And there's still value in the work to be done. There's still value in the journey that happens as we undertake support. We learn things about ourselves. We learn how to listen to our bodies. We learn what we can do to support ourselves when things are okay and when we're in a flare, when things are not very okay. We have people who listen to us and who hear what we're saying and reflect it back to us. We have people who are checking on us. We feel part of a community. We feel loved. Those are all parts of the healing process. Those happen. And I think for many of us, that learning, that evolution, that is that is more part of the healing than, oh, okay, how can we just suppress these symptoms? How can we get rid of this disease, condition, whatever it is? It's the listening, it's the understanding, it's the learning that you facilitate as a practitioner. That's a core part of it. As we all know, even with the same diagnosis, we have very different pathways. So two people can have a diagnosis of GERD, let's just say, and just because your GERD went this one way does not mean that the other person's GERD is going to go the same. That some of the things you've already tried and didn't work for you aren't going to work for this person. So I think we need to remember that each person is unique, that their particular path or journey with this condition is going to be specific to them, and that what you have to offer is not the cure, the complete resolution of symptoms and so forth, what you have to offer is the space that you create, the process that you help people walk through and the guidance that you can offer to them. So you may be able to do that more effectively having been there yourself. Maybe you can't, maybe you, maybe you really do need to say, no, I, I think I'm too immersed in my own journey and I can't step back and say, because that didn't work for me, it won't work for you. If you're feeling like that, then perhaps you do need to, to step back if you're not able to um, kind of bring your training and um, so forth to the work and separate your own experiences from that work. I think most people are able to do that effectively. And so what I'm offering you here is just a, an opportunity <laughs> to reflect on why you're feeling that and to realize that your role here is supporting the client. If you think that you can support the client, regardless of your own personal health circumstances, then 
I don't see any reason, any reason why you can't work with a client, even if you have the same situation and you don't feel like yours is resolved at this point. Okay. So just sharing a few thoughts with you on that one. Please let me know what you think. If you have any questions, if you have any additions, if this was like absolutely not, <laughs> if I've overlooked anything major, I would love to hear about it. Reach out anytime. Otherwise, I'll see you next time and have a wonderful day.